Welcome to the Classic Car Corner Podcast. We are glad you can join us here this evening. We have a great guest to share with you today, but first, we a uh, word from our sponsors. Today's podcast is sponsored by Springdale Automotive, the next generation in car care. Locally owned, professionally operated, whatever you drive, we service. Domestic, Euro, hybrid, electric, classics, diesel. Springdale's classic car services include maintenance, repair, and diagnostics. With five convenient neighborhood locations, how can Springdale Automotive be of service? I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is John Lockhart and Eric Benzel, and today we welcome Dr. Robert Block, who owns a collection of some really unique and fun cars. Dr. Block, welcome to our podcast, and please tell us a little bit about what's in your collection tonight. Thank you for having me. Sure, you bet. Well, the oldest one is a 1930 uh, Ford Model A Sport Coupe. Okay. Uh, that's the model with the rumble seat in the back, oh, yeah. two-door. Right. Okay. Uh, 1953 VW Zwitter. Okay. And a 1979 Volkswagen convertible. Very good. Very good. So let's start with the 1930 Model A. So uh, you talk about the rumble seats. And for our listening audience, rumble seats are seats that are uh, trunk mounted, right? Basically, it's uh, trunk mounted. Yep. And uh, the term trunk came back. Uh, the old cars would have a, a metal lever that would go down where you'd put your trunk. Um, and that's where the term trunk came from. So, but right behind. The rumble seat is where you'd put the trunk, and so it would fl- it would shut, looking like a trunk, but open with the back seat. Correct. There you go. And enough, uh, three small kids, uh, two adults could fit in the back. Gotcha. Two adults and okay, gotcha. Safely. No seatbelt. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that's such, that's such a unique feature in the cars when you see them in movies. You see the rumble seat in the oh, back, sure. and you actually see people riding in them. Mm-hmm. It, it's just so neat. It's it's Americana. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The Model A Ford. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so I believe the Model A replaced the Model T. Am I right? Correct. Okay. Uh, about 15 million Model Ts were made. Yep. Um, and then Henry Ford was very Spartan. Um, it was uh, the... The only color was black. Right. Uh, no creature comforts. And by the late 20s, other makers, uh, Packard, Oldsmobile, uh, had creature comforts, and they were falling behind. And his son, Edsel, had ideas of uh, creature comforts, different color options, and uh, was the birth of the Model A. Okay, so more but, colors other than just black? Exactly. Uh, there you go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Some of these comforts, just out of curiosity, what would have been introduced to your knowledge? Uh, th- that wasn't on the Model T that now would be on the Model A that would have been a uh, competitor against the Oldsmobiles and that those. The big cars. one was the electric start. Uh, okay. The Model Ts were all crank, mm-hmm. and uh, this you still had the crank option with the Model A, uh, but you got to imagine cold going out there trying to start it. Um, there's also a type of fracture called the chauffeur's fracture, uh, where I, the engine would uh, backfire, it crank back. back and nail you in the arm. Right. So you know not. Electric start was where things were moving, <laughs> right, so yeah. they were behind the eight ball on that. Gotcha. Um, another uh, interesting feature, they had tempered glass. It was the first uh, oh, mass-produced okay. vehicle that had tempered glass for a, a safety standpoint. Gotcha. Um, That's a great trivia question. Yeah, absolutely. For, okay. Then heat. Um, they had an option where they had a, uh, uh, on the manifold was a, a bolt-on uh, metal uh, object, and then uh, you would flip a little lever on the firewall, and the fan would blow uh, from the radiator back to get heat on the, in the uh, oh, cool. cabin. There you go. So. Huh. Nice. Now, did it have, was roll-up windows? It a, did have roll-up windows. option? Yes. Wow. It, it, and so, help us out here, because I'm not exposed to the 1930s cars as often as I am the 60s and 70s. So, in the ones that I've seen, when you open the door, a lot of them actually had wood. 
Am I right in saying that? Like wood, um, you know, the door interiors were wood or? The Model T's, a lot uh, a lot of them were wood, and this is one of the other improvements. Okay. You have to imagine if you're driving and trying to have a conversation, it was very loud. Uh, the Model A was all uh, metal uh, okay. cabin, so it actually uh, quite comfortable driving down the road at 50 miles an hour. You can have a conversation. Gotcha. So so they were equipped with a four-cylinder engine. Correct. And they would hit then for 50 miles an hour. Is that top speed probably for that? Or, I mean, it I, it I could imagine. probably do 60, 65. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm surprised, but yeah, yeah it, it runs quite well on the highway. So, uh, spoke wheels, spoke wheels. Uh, do you know what size spoke wheels and were the tires? I mean, I, I can't imagine they're they're narrow, so yeah. it's a little. That's uh, a different feeling going into a curve with a narrow tire. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it reacts very uh, quickly if you do a very small turn. So right. it's it's a there's some nuances to driving the vehicle. Leaf spring suspensions. Correct. Mechanical brakes. So now some of the old, old cars, and I don't know about this one, so bear with me here. They had a transverse leaf spring. Do you know what? So, so from axle to axle, uh, from front left to uh, right front, uh, the leaf springs were. Um, they went from wheel to wheel instead. Yes. Yeah. That's right. what this has. That's what this has. Correct. I got you. Okay. Well, then, all right. Trying to so explain. how often do you to get to drive uh, this Model A? Uh, as much as possible. Yeah. Um, we'll take it out in the uh, winter as long as there's no salt or uh, gotcha. you know, mm-hmm. as long as the environment. Do you ever take it to any like the local car shows and things like that? Cars and coffee down at okay. uh, Captain's Quarters and some of the car shows. So we're present there. So the next time we see you, we'll be looking for that Model A. Perfect. Oh, absolutely. And so, th- and, and I'm sorry, the color of this Model A is? Uh, it's light brown and black. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Light brown and black. Okay. So the seats in this are made of what? Uh, some type of a wool. There's no seatbelt, um, and there's actually storage underneath the seat. Gotcha. And that was the only area, um, if somebody was in the rumble seat, where you could store items. Gotcha, gotcha. If I remember right, I think they're. It's just like a springs, like an old mattress Correct. with wool on top, which helps, and probably the- a leather or vinyl. Right. Of some yeah. covering, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. John, John's not very uh, comfortable. Yeah, thirty-seven Oldsmobile in your family. thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. I keep getting that wrong. Thirty-nine. Yeah, yeah. I got it wrong for yeah, a while 39. too. So thirty-nine. Yeah, gotcha. Here in my mother's birth. Oh, okay, there you go. Gotcha. All right. Um. So so now, get up and go on this Model A. You say it could reach maybe sixty, sixty-five miles an hour. So right. you're at a stoplight. Somebody in the Hyundai Excel next to you revs their engine. Uh, what happens? Uh, the Hyundai is going to take. It. <laughs> uh, <laughs> first, you're going to shrug your shoulders <laughs> yeah, and go, right? "Seriously?" <laughs> so, yeah. uh, ever have issues with overheating? Uh, I have not. Uh, they actually run quite cool. Okay. Uh, believe it or not, um, the the radiator system's uh, very robust. Um, it's a two blade uh, fan. Okay. Um, but I have not had any issues. A big thing with overheating is uh, if the timing's off uh, on the Model A and if the spark's not advanced properly. Gotcha. I just heard, the reason why I ask is I heard stories uh, like back in my grandmother's days. Uh, they used to go to Fort Knox and going up Madraw Hill, overheating was the challenge to get to the top of the hill with before your car overheated. Gotcha. So that's huh. why I ask. And, a lot of the older cars uh, had that 
issue. Issue. Yeah. Gotcha. I think all the cars back then had that issue. Yeah. It was like a challenge. So there would be a bunch of cars stopped on the side of the road, letting them cool down gotcha. before they can get to the top of the Maudraw Hill. And probably with the advancements of coolant, they were probably just running straight straight water. water. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely the lower boiling temperature, and yeah. that's probably the big difference. So I can only assume that this would have the radiator filler cap on top of the radiator, which is exposed. Correct. Yeah. And it's... Uh, it's Was it the hood ornament as well? It's the hood ornament as well. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yes. Right down the middle of the hood ornament? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Gotcha. Nice. 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 Now, <laughs> I'm looking at some pictures of Model A's, and I see the rumble seat opened up. Would they, they offer any kind of uh, protection from the elements, like a little tint or a canopy or any kind of None. thing like that? None. Zero. And one of, uh, <laughs> one of my grandfather's stories was they lived in Cleveland, Ohio, and they went to the uh, World's Fair in Chicago. And he rode in the, the back in the rumble seat the whole way there and back. Wow. Uh, for the World's Fair as a, with his Boy Scout troop. Man. So, From I mean, Louisville to Chicago and right back up. in a rumble seat. There you go. Yeah. That's right. Back then it was probably a 10-hour drive. Yeah. yeah, and they did it. And I'm just thinking about the <laughs> exhaust sound. Uh, I mean. Not, not too bad. Not too bad. No, okay. I was surprised. I've, I've ridden back there. Uh, my son will drive. Okay. I'll, I'll pop back there. I and got It's actually you. quite pleasant. Huh. All right. All right. There you go. Very good. Well, I can imagine it, the, the weather would have to also dictate. Very much so. Going yeah. from Cleveland to Chicago. With having family in Cleveland during the summer, it can be nice. But if in the winter, I, I don't think that would <laughs> be not happen. No. no. <laughs> Unless you're really and I'm cross sh- with somebody. Get in the back. You're right. Come on, really? <laughs> I'm not sure uh, Jason, Eric, or myself could fit in the back <laughs> of that right. rumple seat. Uh, <laughs> exactly. How much room is it? I you mean, can, you could put two adults back there. Yeah, is there right. some leg room? Two there there is, one there is plenty of leg room. <laughs> Are we um, on an Allegiant flight? We're not on Allegiant flight. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. No, it's, it's, right. it's quite comfortable. I was surprised. <laughs> not Spirit right. Airlines. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that's really cool because I guess back then, because you think over the ages, uh, Right now, most of us, at least Americans, are looking in the mirror here on the car wall here, a little bigger than in stature than what they were in the 30s because it seems like they were more of a smaller stature. But I guess they built them for just general size. So it looks it looks small from the outside, but once you get into it. Now, is there like a staircase or uh, to get, climb into this? There's a little uh, metal uh, platform uh, mid back right uh fender that you oh. can step on i thought it was yeah and, and on the fender right okay. and it's fixed it doesn't retract or anything it doesn't retract gotcha. some of the nicer uh higher uh cars at the time they would fold back in gotcha okay gotcha gotcha so uh roughly how many horsepower does this rascal have do you know i want to say 40 okay yeah gotcha 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 i was thinking yeah mid 30s yep. 45 yep. probably max now for the useless question of the day does it? Do you have an uh, uga horn on it? It's got the uga horn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice, Eric. That's Good. Right. Yeah, I like it. Like it. <laughs> well, a, a friend of mine has a Model T, and it's got probably five different levers on it, and because of the different air system on it, it's got the uga horn, a little whistle, different whistles, and different kinds of just noisemakers on it. They're just fun, and so. What kind of do you have more than just the Uga horn or just have the Uga horn and Uga uh, horn? there's no turn signal so you have to use your arm ah, uh, okay. so it's very cool yeah it's, what, what about tail lights there's one tail light <laughs> okay, uh, right. so a lot of you people just want to make sure that works right it works <laughs> okay. uh, but it's it attaches to the mechanical lever arms so when you put your foot on the brake there's metal bars that go to each wheel independently and the light uh, actuators attached to that so 
Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Oh, Never knew that. I that's, did not, wow. yeah, that's neat stuff. Yeah, and it's just one light. So it always throws people off if they're behind me. They're like, uh, what's he doing? Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to picture where the tie light is. Is it in the middle of the bumper? Uh, it's back left. It back, oh, it's, it's on the back left. It's just very small, okay. and it's actually, it's not red. It's uh, a yellowish orange. Okay. okay. Uh, was stopped for that time. So is it safe to say that the one that you have is stock, no modifications on There's it? There's no modifications. So, it, so is it a is it original from the from the 30s? I mean, has it been repainted? I'm sure it's been repainted okay, at some point. But it's probably original coloring and that it's, kind of stuff. Correct. I got, you. I got yeah, you. Mechanically and everything, it's all original. So how long have you owned it? Uh, it was my father's, and then um, these vehicles, you, you have to be very handy with a wrench, okay. uh, which he is not. Gotcha. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, he was getting uh, up in years and um, couldn't uh, keep up with the maintenance, and gotcha. so we, I ended up so, with it. So, yeah, I got yes. you. I got you. I would imagine, uh, well, first of all, it's we all know it's simple mechanics, but the question is parts. I mean, you know, where does one get parts for, I mean, I can imagine that, uh, you know, fuel filters and that kind of stuff are simple, but, I mean, are do you have problems finding parts for this car? Not at all, which is nice. Okay. So they make uh, plenty of replacement parts. Gotcha. So it's a great right. car if you're mm -hmm. going to get into collecting okay. to be able to find a part. Okay. Um, every part on that vehicle is readily uh, readily available. Okay. Are, are we talking Napa Auto Parts, uh, Rock Rock Auto, or? Uh, th there's a couple different uh, okay. companies. There's one in Georgia. Ah, um, gotcha. Where, okay. You know, uh, there's another one down in Florida. Where okay. You just get online and you search your part and. And bingo. Bingo. Does nice. that go with body parts as well, like Correct. panels and door jams and you things could, like that? Yeah, get a catalog and build a car. So. Gotcha. Okay. And are, are one com is one company a little more, I don't know, more authentic than others where they say, well, this is the actual plan. We use the same gauge metal. We stamp it the same. Yes. Over and, and uh, you know, they've got people you can talk to if you're running into problems. So we uh, redid the brakes and. That was uh, that was fun. I don't think they've been done in years. Oh wow! So, uh, yeah, it's one of those projects where you get into other projects, mm -hmm. uh, but we were able to do it. So, Very cool, which was nice. That is cool. So I'm sorry, going back to the Uga Horn here. Where is it located? I mean, it's not in the. That's kind of private. It's, it's, it's a personal question. Oh, there it is. Where he keeps his Uga Horn. <laughs> it's actually a dead center on the steering wheel. It is, uh, which okay. is also unique because there's other levers on the steering wheel. So okay. the, turning the lights on, okay. there's uh, running lights, which are right next to the windows, and then your main uh, headlights. Uh, all that's activated on the steering wheel. Gotcha. Oh, wow. So uh, help me out here, too. I'm, in, I'm envisioning, you know, you go to the uh, uh, Kings Islands and you drive these little tin Lizzie cars and the steering wheel is almost parallel to the street. So is it one of these contraptions where, or is it at a 45 degree angle? Is it, is it? It's exactly what you'd expect in a modern car. It's a 45 degree okay, angle. I got so you. it's not. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Is it probably wooden steering wheel? I mean. It's wood. Gotcha. Yeah. And okay. then on either side, which is unique, uh, mm -hmm. there's the spark uh, activator and then your throttle. Okay. Uh, yep. The starter is actually on the floor. So you have to push a button on the floor the and then activate the uh the spark and then uh the throttle also as you're trying to start the car start it up do you pull the, is it a pull out thing throttle or uh it's on the on the right side is a lever uh mm -hmm. for the okay. throttle on the left side is the spark okay. and then to further complicate things there's a, your mixture where you can regulate uh the mixture of fuel and air huh. so you're having to listen to the engine and determine do i have to advance the spark is it running too rich and what computers do nowadays, you're having mm -hmm. to do 
by your ear and by how the car is performing. That's my think of the technology back then. You're right. A fuel air mixture. You're trying to the common person trying to figure I, that I, out I, instead I, of yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they talk about uh, gear shifts or five speeds being the millennial anti-theft device. I, I'm well, afraid right. that this would be. Oh, I agree. Yeah. No, <laughs> as far as a distract or a distracted driver or trying to text or talk, there's no. You're, yeah, about, right. you're with the car. I you're trying you. to stay two steps ahead of the car, and yeah, yep. you're not doing it. I got you. Now, is this a, a standard electrical system, or is it like a magneto system? Uh, six volt, but six standard. Volt. Okay, but it's a six volt system with a generator okay. instead of an alternator. Very cool. Well, we're going to take a quick moment and ask our listeners to please check out our sponsor, GD Herring. GD Herring provides options on insuring not only your in, your classic car, but all of your collectibles. Please check them out at gdherring.com. And please join us at our new website, theclassiccarcorner.com, where you can access our show, learn more about us, and what we're up to. And we are talking with Dr. Robert Block. And again, thank you again for joining us here today. This is uh, Model A's already taken 15 minutes of our time. Let's talk about the Volkswagens that are in your collection. We're, we've got a 1953 VW Zwitter. So um, people probably aren't going to know what a Zwitter is. Uh, I, admittedly, I had to look it up myself. Uh, but once I saw the pictures, oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. The word Zwitter in German means hybrid. I don't know if anybody knew that, and I didn't know nine. why. Nine, <laughs> yep. I didn't know why they may have called it a hybrid. Do you, by chance, know? If not, there's no big deal. It's a hybrid because the, okay. the original design was uh, from the early 1930s. Uh, Ferdinand Porsche actually designed the vehicle. Mm -hmm. uh, first production was actually it was called the KDF. Uh, okay. In the 19, uh, 1938 was the first production. Okay. Uh, once the war was over, the, the whole reason the split windows in, in the back, they had a piece of metal with two small pieces of glass, and that's where they got the term split window. Mm -hmm. That was in production from 1938 to 1953. Okay. Um, during 1952 to 1953, October to March, they uh, were going transferring from what we call the split window to the oval window. Uh, glass was now readily available after the war. Um, and it was a safer, larger window in the back so you could see traffic behind you because typically with these vehicles you weren't going that fast, so you had to know what was behind you. Um, and so during that transfer, the body, the internal inside in the cabin was an oval design, uh, but it still had the, the rear window for the uh, split. So, splits, okay. so from October to March uh, of 53, they had this hybrid model, uh, I see. which they termed the Zwitter. Gotcha. Okay. Very good. All right. And looking at some photos of these, you can totally see the Porsche influence, Porsche influence yes. on the shaping of it. Mm -hmm. You can see some, I know the Porsche enthusiasts hate it, but it's, you're seeing the precursor to a 911. Oh, 100%. It's yeah, the 356. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. The 356 comes out of that. Yes. They just basically squish it. They squish the bug and come up with so amazing, amazing, yeah. amazing, <laughs> amazing, <laughs> amazing automobiles. But it's you can see the family resemblance. Hmm. That's neat. So cool. And and so these were produced from October to March from 1952 to 1953. Correct. Do you, uh, roughly, do we know how many of these were made? Or is there? Uh, very few. Okay. Um, yep. Uh, it's interesting. The 1949 importing Volkswagens here, two were sold. Yeah. Uh, wow. Which is nuts uh, because it ended up being uh, it ended up uh, breaking the Model T record that Henry Ford had until 1972. Gotcha. Uh, Volkswagen blew past it but I see. Uh, yep. uh, a few during that time because they were retooling and everything gotcha so obviously air-cooled four-cylinder 
horizontally posed engines. Uh, I mean, how many horsepower is in your car? A whopping 25. Okay. 25 yeah. horsepower. Gotcha. So, so gotcha. what turned you on to this winner? Is it, was it just a car that really interests you, or did you just stumble upon it and think, that's a really cool car, or what, what drew you to, to purchase that car? Growing up, my family always had Volkswagens, and okay. so, and then the 79 Volkswagen was the, the, my parents bought it new, first car I ever drove, so I always had a, uh, an affection for Volkswagen. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Always wanted a split, and then uh, one day I was online and just looking, and I found the split in California, and um, the price was uh, a fraction of what they normally run. So I had no idea what I was buying. I bought it sight unseen, mm-hmm. uh, came on a trailer. Uh, so, but I'm like, it's a split. Yeah, I, you know, right. So how was it when you got it? Was it uh, operational or did you have it to actually, do it? It actually ran. <laughs> All right. I was so surprised. How much work have you had to put into it to get uh, it to where it is today? Actually nothing. Really? So, yeah. No, <laughs> wow. No. So you found One that diamond. So, <laughs> right? I found the diamond in the rough. So you know, nice. I adjusted the valves, changed the oil, I checked all the mechanicals. And then with Volkswagens, you can get what's called a birth certificate. You uh, through the the Wolfsburg VW Museum, mm-hmm. if you give them the uh, chassis number and then the engine number, they'll tell you the date it was manufactured and whether those engines was the matching engine when okay. they came off the, the line. Oh, wow! Uh, nice. And it's unique for Volkswagens because typically, you know, it's two bolts and you undo things, the engines out. So if you mm-hmm. had an engine problem, they would typically just put a, a new one in. And especially with the twenty five horsepower, uh, it doesn't go fast at all i'm lucky to go 50 so a lot of people would put 36 horsepowers in when they came available in the late 50s this happened to be a matching number uh engine and chassis which uh, you did find a right rarity right yeah yep yep and what color is it i'm sorry it is blue blue. okay because what we're going to do is we're going to ask um if you can share those photos so that when this airs we can pair that with oh uh, definitely yeah that'd be great Uh, a lot of fun and how long have you i'm sorry go ahead how long have you had this car? About six years now. About six years. And this came from California. This came from California. So having a California car without rust. Well, it's interesting. It ended up in Vermont. so uh, Another seaside. So when area. I traced, so on the birth certificate, it tells you where it was delivered to. So it was delivered to Hoffman Motors, which had uh, the rights to sell Volkswagen and Porsche in the late 40s and early 50s. He was the only person to sell in New York City. So it went to New York City, Hoffman Motors, and it was sold to a gentleman in Stowe, Vermont. Um, from Stowe, Vermont to California, I'm not sure what happened, but that's that's where it ended up in 1953. Nice. Wow. I mean, and, and I've seen some YouTube videos like, hey, I'm up in Vermont and Connecticut, the, or not Vermont and New Hampshire, the home of rusted out cars because right. we get nothing but sea air coming in right. here. So from sea air... To see East Coast Sea, to West Coast Sea, and for it to be in that great condition, that is fantastic. Yeah. And the one big question, did they drive it from Vermont to <laughs> California <laughs> or That's East other way? Yeah. It's interesting. So uh, when the vehicle first came out uh, in the 30s, uh, uh, Germany was coming out of an economic depression. Uh, people didn't have cars, and they wanted everybody to have cars because they were building the Autobahn, and they had to... The, whoever got the contract, it was supposed to fit two adults, three kids. It's supposed to go 30, uh, 32 miles, uh, or seven. It's supposed to hold seven liters and be able to go um, uh, thirty-two miles per gallon. Per gallon. Per okay. gallon. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. this is 1930s technology, mm-hmm. and it had to be air cooled because at the time, uh, in the winter time, you typically had to drain out your radiator when things got cold, and then put the water back in. Um, and so they wanted an air-cooled car, and so um, that—that's the whole design uh, with this engine. So, how about that? That's wow! So cool. Yep, yep. 
Was there something unique about the dashboards in these Zwitters? Uh, very Spartan. Um, you had a speedometer, uh, the push button start, and no radio in uh, a glove box. No gas gauge? This one had the uh, accessory gas gauge, okay. but uh, there's no gas Got, gauge typically. Gotcha. You took a ruler and you stuck it in the tank, which is in the front. <laughs> which is, yeah, um, yeah, but sure it had a fuel uh, lever on the firewall, so if you're driving along and it started to sputter, you had a reserve tank of one gallon, so you'd move this lever with your foot. Uh, and you had to go to the gas station. Uh, but one one gallon would probably get you right. out of <laughs> 32 miles. <laughs> right. There right. you go. That's Which is exactly very right. interesting because it's neat. You know, 1930s technology, and we're, you know, some cars nowadays don't even get 30 miles to right. the gallon. No, so. that's true. Yep. What was the mileage like when you bought, when you got this? So it was from Vermont, is in California. Was it over 100,000 miles or was it? Oh, I'm sure it's flipped. Oh, okay. Because yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it doesn't go uh, above 100,000. Um, it just oh, rolls. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, so who knows? So it, it's it's probably been well driven, but also well taken care of. Yes, that's fantastic. And so we we know the color of the Model A. What's the color of the Zwitter? It is blue. Blue. Azure blue. blue. What color? Azure blue. Azure blue. blue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Blue. Okay, I got you. But how many how many colors were specific to the Zwitter? Were there only like two or three? Uh, uh, I think at that time there's nine different. You there, could get okay. uh, brown, black, uh, white, red, the blue. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Cool. I mean, and for that that time frame too, because you're you're right around the Model A period there. Well, a little past it, but the advancing the availability of colors and cars like that, especially when you're for Germany, you're in a depression area and they want mm-hmm. everybody to get these cars. And there's other stuff getting ready to come along the lines there, but um, it, it's cool that they had those kind of options, also limited options. Right. <laughs> right. Well, it was in, uh, Henry Ford uh, II actually had an opportunity to get VW for nothing uh, after the war. The British were running the plant. Um, uh, Major Hirsch, who was a, a British officer, uh, was running the plant, and they wanted an uh, auto company from Britain to take over the plant in 1947. Nobody wanted it. So then they were going to offer it to Ford, and Ford said it was an ugly car that was loud, and it was going to no one's going to want it in two <laughs> years. So... Uh, so quite interesting, and so it ended up going local uh, with uh, uh, Volkswagen. Hirsch came, uh, stayed on, and made sure it got to hmm. where it was today. But wow, nobody, nice. nobody wanted it. They thought it was an an ugly car that was too loud, and right, yeah. And it's a standard four speed, standard four speed, right? Okay, Correct. just like the newer but older ones. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's the exact same shift pattern as as the, gotcha. the ones from the 1970s. Yep. Okay. And let's flip over to your 1979. So it's a convertible. Your parents bought this car new. Correct. And is this the car you took your driver's test in? I learned to drive and took my driver's test gotcha. in. Gotcha. And and it is a four-speed manual as well. Correct. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I know that uh, uh, pre-podcast we were talking about the made an auto shift, which was kind of a, a unique feel because um you would have downforce on your gear shift and if you put downforce on it it would disconnect the servo to i think the thing had a torque converter I, I, are you familiar with any i got you very little yeah yeah and really i was too but it's it's interesting to see how you know they they had this clutchless shift i mean you still shifted it like you would a normal you just clutch push down. but but yeah you push that was your source of clutch just pushing down so you couldn't have one hand on the steering wheel and the other one on your gear shift because it wouldn't it would it would think that you're trying to 
be in the middle of the gear. Change. So you so couldn't be cool. Couldn't be cool. You had to have <laughs> right. both, you, you had to have your you had to have your ten and two, right? right. <laughs> exactly. So, but okay. So what uh, what color is the uh, convertible? Yellow with a black top. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. And, Classic and, color yeah. combination. So this is a one owner vehicle. Um, uh, taking it to any shows. Cars, cars and coffee cars and, and gotcha yeah, yeah gotcha gotcha around. so what have you done to that car i mean uh, as simple as those i've got a 69 i told you i mean there's really not a whole lot to these vehicles just you know ch- change the uh radiator fluid every once in a while <laughs> just kidding uh but but uh i mean as far as like normal maintenance i mean you've uh, same engine same same engine uh yep by the way uh college my sister hit a tree with it okay it burned out the clutch so it sat in a garage for 10 years ah gotcha. my mom was moving and she's like hey do you want the car i'm like uh yeah i'll be there uh <laughs> yesterday so right. got the car all the tires were flat uh battery was dead so i put a new battery in check the oil starts right up so yeah. and that's the resilience of the, the volkswagen, the volkswagen yep. very simple easy to work Absolutely. on but it's just a tough little car yeah i'm not sure what what fails in a volkswagen engine when they do I'm not, I'm not uh, even sure the, the I can tell you what it. the modern ones do. Uh, well, <laughs> well, let's not go there. Right. Right. That becomes a very sad discussion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the I'm, old I'm, air-cooled yeah. engines, uh, <laughs> yeah. the Volkswagen, I mean, they're they're bolted in with, what, four bolts yep. uh, that you can take out and replace the whole engine and have it running in probably 45 minutes. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What can fail in that it's thing? Well, user-friendly. So, so, I mean. You need fuel, spark, and air. Yeah. Yep. So it's one of those three things. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's a book called uh, "The Keeping Your Volkswagen Alive" for for the for an idiot, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got everything you'd ever want to know in there. Very simple. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I mean, you you just can't beat them. No. Yeah. Uh, just simple mechanics, as we've all said. And uh, so, is yours? Uh, help me out on trim here. Did they make a Wolfsburg edition of the convertible? Is that what this is? Perhaps, maybe, maybe not. Uh, it's Carmen. Carmen. Uh, Carmen was the company. There gotcha. Two different companies. Uh, one was Hebmuller, which was uh, just 1949 and 1950. Okay. And then Carmen was the other company. Okay. And they. So, as a 79, educate me here because I don't know this answer. Uh, was it in fact built in Germany, imported? So last year that they they built them, uh, they stopped in January of '79, uh, and then after that it was uh, Mexico. Okay, so but this is a German built Volkswagen. Is, yeah, it's a uh, West Germany. So West Germany. West German stamped all over the car. I gotcha. Okay, so but it was that same year they started making them in Mexico. So so you got one of the last ones in that lineup. Correct. Technically. Correct. I gotcha. Probably till they ran out of parts and then. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. Huh. Now, it did, I guess, as far as just maintenance, has there been anything like just maintenance on the window, uh, the window uh, bracket that holds the windows when you crank the windows up and down? I think that's the only thing that maintenance-wise, my aunt had a 79 Super Beetle. And that was the only thing, the only maintenance thing is that some water gets down there, it could rust the little channel that the window holds, and they just go over to Whip Auto, get a new little bracket, take the panel off, four bolts mm-hmm. and every bolt is the same metric size they just nice they don't mess around with uh, here's a three eights there's a four sixteens there's a number 14 torque it's all the same bolt right. it's all the same metric bolt so you can just use the same range for everything take it off put it on there if you had anything like that just as far as just wear and tear or knock on wood no that's no. awesome uh, put a new battery in it and change the oil and change the fuel filter every spring. That's pretty much it. So, so what body work did you have to do to the car uh, to get it back? Uh, left rear fender. Okay. Um, and it's bolt on. 
You yeah, just uh, right. undo the bolts, you bolt yep. the new one on, and boom, done. Gotcha. Very gotcha. simple. And as far as replacement parts like the Model A, mm-hmm. readily available. Oh, um, yeah. You can get yep. just about anything. There's a website called the Samba. Yes. Which you probably uh, are on all the time like I am, and it's just nothing but Volkswagens or air-cooled cars, really. But Volkswagen's the, your your primary uh, influence on that website, and they've got some phenomenal things there. So. I gotta ask, what kind of radio do you have in it? Is it still? Do you still have an eight track or anything? <laughs> it's got the original radio, uh, AM FM. Very okay. Cool. Yeah, and just the one speaker on either door. <laughs> so gotcha. It's, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 There you go. But it's another vehicle where, you know, as far as you see distracted drivers texting mm-hmm. and driving, you can't do that with us. It's stick shift, and yep. you know, it's it's fun to drive. Yeah. So well, I can't wait. Hopefully, you bring it out to one of the uh, cars and coffees. Right. Uh, hopefully, when they get back up here. Hopefully next month. Yeah, yeah, weather permitting, uh, of course. Right. Yeah, that, that's always fun. Anything else, Dr. Block, that you'd like to, to comment on before we wrap up here? Uh, one other unique thing with this Vitter. Sure. Uh, sure. We talked about lack of turn signals with the Model A. Okay. The turn signal in the Vitter comes out of the side. It's called a semaphore, kind of like uh, the buses. So it actually pops. It's uh, on the, uh, the metal channel between the front and rear window. Uh, this orange thing that blinks I pops out and pops out and pops bl- out and really throws people off once again they're like what so it's mechanical as well mechanical yeah and <laughs> it's just uh, never knew that so yeah cool isn't that awesome but, uh, yeah it is yeah. nice but how about that yeah see the little, little trivia things about these cars yep. is just that's a thing i want to get just to turn the concern signal on just to see just the mechanical aspect yeah. of it it just that's just enthralling to me <laughs> it's so cool well, Dr. Block, we have so enjoyed speaking with you and learning more about your collection, and thank you for joining us here this evening. And for our listeners of the podcast, like us on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe so you are notified of new shows, and please leave us a review. Uh, check out my new book, Drop Throttle Oversteer, Collecting and Investing in Classic Cars, now available at Amazon. And thanks for listening, and until next time, happy motoring from your friends here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast.